Welcome to Social in 5, your go-to source for social media marketing made simple. I'm your host, Haley. I've spent my career working in social and seen it from all the angles, from corporate to head of social at an ad agency to running my own consultancy today. As a solopreneur wearing all of the hats and trying to juggle everything, I get it. You need simple strategies and tools that work without spending half the day on your phone. That's exactly why we're here. This podcast is dedicated to helping you uncover your brand's secret sauce, content plan of action, and put you front of mind for your dream customers. Welcome back to another episode of Social in 5. Yes, I know this is late, but it's December, okay? There is a whole lot to wrap up and even more planning to do for 2022. Plus, the good news is I finally figured out a way to get home for Christmas in South Africa because it has been two years since I've seen my family, which is crazy. So I'm really excited to see them all soon. So I'll be taking a little break around Christmas and New Year and I'll be back with a beautiful lineup for January 2022 of podcast episodes. And I've said it before, but I'll say it again, like your feedback, guys, is everything. Because the other day, the coolest thing happened to me. I was out for a lunch and I met this client that I used to work with. And he was telling me that he had left his corporate job recently and to start up working with his wife on building this brand. And he was just telling me like how he loved listening to this podcast because it was so actionable and practical and he could just take things from it and actually start to apply it in his business, which is so freaking cool. Like that is the best thing that I could hear and just gives me so much more motivation to keep doing this podcast. So yeah, keep telling me your stories. I freaking love it. It's the best. Because really, I started this podcast to try and do exactly that. To give you the real talk, minus the fluff and techie jargon and overcomplication that can make social feel so stressful. So I hope you're finding some good stuff in here and having fun too with just experimenting and testing it out and enjoying the process as you go. Speaking of things that can make social media stressful, I have heard from a lot of you and You've told me about your less than desirable experiences with influencer marketing. And I get it. As a small business owner, you took your hard-earned cash and invested it into an influencer only to see zero impact or worse, it hurt your brand. Now, listen, I hear you. Influencer marketing can get a really bad rap. And sure, there are cases where the influencer just isn't professional. But the most common problem I see is that there was no sign of a strategy to begin with. A brand paid someone with a lot of followers to talk about them and cross their fingers and hope for the best. Now, unless that person was Oprah or Kim Kardashian, that is not enough. You need to have a solid plan going into influencer marketing or honestly, you're going to end up wasting your money and potentially harming your brand. For years, I have been... (laughs) the middleman between brands and influencers. And I can tell you, I have seen it all. And keeping everyone happy in these partnerships has given me many, many sleepless nights. Like I can't even tell you. And it is because there is a lot at stake. And I've gotten to see this from both sides of the table. And I can tell you that I have empathy for both sides. On the one hand, you have the brand. 
they don't want to feel like they've been taken advantage of or that their brand wasn't represented in the right way. They want to find someone who has a loyal, engaged following that is made up of their target audience, the people that they want to reach, so that they can get their product or service in front of that audience. And before, just doing advertising was enough, right? But today, with social media, you have to get your consumer to choose to watch your content because they can just scroll, skip, or block any advertising. And let's be honest, nobody wants to see ads, right? We just want to see content. We want to see content that's engaging, inspiring, entertaining, adventures. We don't want to watch ads. And that's where influencers come in. They know how to create the content that is going to connect with the audience. So the brand wants to see results. They want to see, for example, that their audience has grown or that they've been able to reach a new audience or increase their sales. They're looking for a return on the money that they invested. And when it's done right, it can be a total game changer for a brand overnight. Like we've had to call in security to hold back the queues for a certain product launch. We've had websites crash. We've seen products sell out in a matter of minutes. So when it's done right, it can be game-changing and super powerful for your brand. When it's done wrong, it can be really harmful and actually end up hurting your brand. Now, on the other hand, you have the influencer. And I'm talking about the real ones here. The authentic, genuine ones who have built up a loyal following, no matter the size, but they don't want to lose face in front of their audience. Because building an audience takes time, it takes energy, it takes talent, and it takes being vulnerable and showing up as your full self. And over the years, the influencer has earned their attention and trust of their audience. So for them, entering into a brand partnerships, the stakes are really high, right? Because everything they've built, their entire livelihood in many cases, is built upon that trust and their reputation. So a good influencer will say no to brands a lot, especially when they know that the fit is not right. All right? So let's talk about it. How does the brand or the influencer make sure it's the right fit and that this partnership is going to be mutually beneficial for both? The audience is interested and they want to buy the product. They want to learn more about it. The influencer is proud of their work and shares it freely without counting how many posts you paid for. The brand is growing and you're seeing your sales spike. All right, how do we get there? Well, you start by asking the right questions. Question number one, what is the goal or objective of this partnership? Are you looking to increase awareness for a new product or are you looking to reach a new audience? Maybe you want to educate your audience about how to use your product or about your industry. Maybe you're introducing something new that people are unfamiliar with and you need an influencer who can help you break that down into digestible content, help you educate the audience about the problem that they need solving. Or maybe you just want to drive sales for a specific period with a voucher code. So you need to know what you want so that everyone is clear on the end goal that you're going for and how that you're going to measure success after you've worked together. Because if your goal was awareness, You'll want to work with influencers who have high reach and your KPI will be how many people saw the content. If you have a short-term goal, like driving sales for a special promotion, often working with micro-influencers who are known for their expertise in a specific niche and who have a hyper-engaged and loyal following 
are going to get better results than an influencer with a huge mass following. And your KPI will be how many people clicked on their link to go to your website and how many people ended up buying from you. What was the conversion rate? Question number two, is there an alignment in your values? And this one is so important for authenticity because your audience will know if this partnership makes sense or not. Just think about yourself. When you see someone that you've been following for a while start to talk about a brand, if you feel like, hey, these words don't add up to the way that they act because you see them living their daily life on stories, they aren't living and breathing those values, then it comes across as not credible. And if people don't trust it, then nobody's going to buy your product at the end of the day. Question number three, who is their audience? A collaboration will only make sense if it's going to reach the right people who are likely to be potential customers for you. If the majority of their audience is actually based in the United States, but you have a yoga studio in Dubai, that would be a wasted opportunity. It's common practice to reach out and ask the influencer for a screenshot of their Instagram audience insights. You'll be able to see the cities, the countries, the gender, age groups, that, the age groups that follow them. And this will give you an idea if their audience is made up of the people that you are trying to reach. It's also important to make sure that they don't have a lot of fake followers or bots. And you can use a free tool called Social Blade, B-L-A-D-E, to check their audience graph. And what you want to look out for is any unusual spikes in their audience growth, because this is a sign that they may be bought. It could also be because they had some big launch or some collaboration around that time. So you can always check in on that date to see if there was a reason for that sudden spike. But if there isn't a reason, yeah, then it's a good sign that they've actually gone ahead and bought some bots or some fake followers. So you want to work with people that have real followers, because what is the point in talking to bots that are never going to buy your product, right? So just make sure that they have an authentic following and... A good way to see that is the engagement. Which brings us to question number four. How engaged is their audience? How do you measure engagement and what is a good engagement rate? First, you can manually check their account yourself. And I would recommend that you look at the last 10 posts that they've posted because not every post is going to get high engagement or the same amount of engagement. And that is totally normal. So you want to try to get an average of the last 10 posts. A typical engagement formula is taking the total number of interactions on a post divided by the total audience size times 100. And the interactions that you're going to be able to see publicly. So for example, on Instagram, you can see someone's likes and comments. So you can add those up and divide that by the total following. Now, a good engagement rate is anywhere between 1% to 3%. And a very good engagement rate is between 3 to 5%. And I'm talking about people with a large following because you have to keep in mind that the bigger the audience, the harder it is to reach everybody in that audience. So somebody with a million followers is going to have a lower engagement rate than somebody with a thousand followers. You can also use a tool like Hype Auditor, which is a good one. And this will give you an audience quality score based on the influencer's engagement rate, authentic engagement, and reachability. And the cool thing about this tool is that it's pay-as-you-go, so you only pay when you need it. You don't have to sign up for a monthly subscription. I'll put all of the tools in the show notes for today's episode. Okay, cool. I got you. Question number five. Who's posting what, when, and where? Boring question, I know. 
Okay, but in the excitement of getting started, these little details can easily get missed. But they are crucial to making your relationship or your campaign a success. And they should be written down into your contract. Because it's in everyone's best interest to be clear on what is exactly expected of them. And timelines alone can make or break a campaign. So you want to make sure that everyone is clear on when things go live. Right? You don't want to have your campaign going live and then the influencer posts a week later and they've kind of missed the campaign. Right? I've seen this happen before. Like You want to make sure these things ironed out, written down in the contract. Everybody knows what they need to do, when they need to do it. Another important timeline question that can get missed in the excitement of signing the deal is agreeing on how long the content will remain on the influencer's channel. Because some influencers will add to the contract that the image will remain on their feed for only the campaign period or for a certain amount of time. And this might make sense if you have a sensitive offer or an event, but not if you're looking for a long-term branding campaign or a long-term partnership. So make sure that you guys agree on the timeline. And where is this content going to be posted? It's important that everyone's clear. Is it going to be posted on the IG story and disappearing within 24 hours? Or is it going to be posted on the main feed? Is it getting its own video or will it feature and be part of a video? How long will it feature? What part of the brand will be visible? Will there be any competitors involved or are they working with competitors in general? So I say this because you as a brand want to know and understand where your content is going to go, but you still need to make sure that you don't try to control the process or micromanage the influencer. Because they are the ones who know their audience, right? They've been building this community for years. They know what they like and what they don't like. So if they tell you that we recommend this is an Instagram story and it's done in this funny video way, trust that they know best how to create the type of content that will connect with their audience. The collaborations that I see go really wrong are when the brand tries to take over and control the whole process And the output is something that no one is really satisfied with and there isn't really results because now usually what happens is the brand ends up creating something that looks like advertising instead of content. And remember, that's exactly why you pay to work with the influencer in the first place is that they know how to create engaging content for their audience. They know them and this is their craft. They know what will work. So as long as you're all clear on the above, and you've given them a solid briefing about your brand, your brand DNA, your voice, what you stand for, your values. They know how to use your product. They know the key messages and the message that you want to land. But then it's up to them to say that and communicate that in their own unique way. Please don't ask them to do something that they don't usually do. Like, for example, if they don't dance, don't ask them to do a TikTok dance video, okay? I could go on and on. And there is so much more that we could talk about on the subject. But I think I'm going to have to do another episode. All right, so we'll end it there for today, friends. And that is your Social in 5 on our way to make social media work for you and not the other way around. Until next time, peace out. I'll speak to you from South Africa. See you next time. Chat soon.